Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praise the Lord. Feels good in the house of the Lord today. what I'm feeling this morning I wonder if we could just lift our hands one more time and just thank the Lord for his presence Lord I don't want to ever take it for granted Lord God Lord we're thankful for your presence I don't know what I would do without you Lord without your presence in my life without your voice God I don't know where I would be without you I'm thankful for you this morning, Lord. You're my most valuable possession. Mm. I love you with all of my heart. Come on, why don't we do that? Come on, there's nothing, Lord, that I would withhold from you. I love you with all of my heart, Lord. Jesus' name. I love it. I love the presence of God. Amen. I'm thankful for the church. Is anybody thankful for the church? Luke chapter... a blubbering mess. Luke 8, chapter chapter 8, verse 26. So thankful that you've all come out to be with us this morning. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm glad you're here. Somebody that you didn't come with. <laughs> that means you might have to make eye contact with somebody other than your family. It's okay. Amen. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're all here. I wouldn't want to be here by myself on Sunday morning. Luke chapter 8, verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils a long time. Somebody say a long time. And wear no clothes. (laughs) 
Notice the combination. The influence of having the influence of hell in your life is you're naked. Somebody say amen. Neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God, most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. Go ahead. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he broke the bands. Somebody say he broke the chains. They could not keep him bound. He broke the chains and was driven off of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? And he said, Legion. He, he called himself of the thing that was controlling him. Because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep. And there was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a deep place into the lake and were choked the devil don't want to help you the influence of hell doesn't want to help you it wants to destroy you when they that fed them saw what was done they fled and went and told it the city and in the country then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid because Jesus has the power to liberate you. He has the power to free you. He has the power to free you from what you can't free yourself from. Somebody say amen. I'm going to preach to you this morning on this subject and forgive me if I just cry like a baby. I can't help it. It's who I am. I feel passion this morning. The cost of liberation. The cost of liberation. Why don't you lay your Bibles down this morning, lift your hands to the Lord, and ask, just ask him to speak to you today. Lord, we need to hear your voice today, Lord. God, we need to hear it loud and clear, Lord. We need direction, God. We need guidance, Lord. We need deliverance, God. 
We need healing, Lord. There's many needs in this place today, God, that we need you to move upon. God, we ask your will be done, Lord. As it's already been purposed in heaven, so shall it be in this house today in the name of Jesus. I pray that your word would go forth with clarity, Lord, with anointing God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to be understanding of your word. Make our minds alert and aware, God, of the times. Make our minds alert and aware of the circumstances that surround us, God. Wake us up this morning, Lord. Cause us to hear the thundering of your voice in this house today. God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, have your will in your way. In Jesus' name, clap your hands to the Lord one more time. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. What is liberty? Get this top button. I must have. I must have grown. My neck must have. That happens to men my age. <laughs> Our necks grow, and then we go. We, we start watching what we're eating because we realize we're not nineteen anymore. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Mike. You know what I'm talking about. All, all you men, if you know what I'm talking about, say amen. amen. Brother Jesse, you're just thin, so you're blessed with thinness. Are you ready? See how I kill time the first couple minutes? Get everybody settled in. What is liberty? Not listening to what? Oh, yeah. Come on now. Now you're preaching. <laughs> now you're preaching. Let that voice out. Somebody say amen. Liberty sometimes is confused with, with freedom. Freedom is primarily different from Liberty. Freedom uh, means the ability to do as one wills and what one has the power to do. And some people would say, well, that's liberty. But liberty is, means the absence of arbitrary restraints, taking into account the rights of everybody involved. So liberty is not necessarily just about you. Freedom would be about you. Come on, freedom's about your individual wants and your individual desires and what you would will to do and desire to do. But liberty takes into account the impact that our decisions have on other people. Somebody say amen. Liberty, hear me this morning, is governed by law. 
Somebody say amen. Amen. How many know that, that, that you can have freedom and you can do things the way that you want to do them, but whenever your decisions start hurting other people or impacting the lives of other people or impacting the freedom of other people or the happiness of other people or the well-being of other people. You are acting outside of your right to do what you are given to do. Somebody say amen. The, 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 the liberty that God gives is governed by law. Amen. It's governed, somebody say by law. How many know that when, when, when Adam fell, Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, that there was some residual impact? There were some effects that, you know, when you drop a rock into a still lake and you're on one end of the lake and you drop a rock into the lake, it, it doesn't just stay there. It, it creates a ripple. It creates an effect of the whole entire lake. Amen. It impacts the entire lake. Amen. I, I want to preach to you this morning. And let me just say, your decisions matter. The things that you do matters. It matters what you do. It matters the decisions that you make. Your life is not just about you. Come on. Your life and your decisions is not just about your happiness and what you want and satisfying what you desire. Your life is connected to a, a, a plethora of other people. Come on. Other people, other, other situations, other families. Amen. People are impacted by your decisions. You may think at times that you're on an island, but you're not an island unto yourself. You're connected to people. There are people that love you, that are praying for you, that care about you. We are impacted by your decisions. It start, it's time that you start getting some respect for yourself and realize I am important to the body of Christ. I'm important to people. I'm important to my children and my wife. I'm important to my brothers and sisters. I'm important to my mom and dad and my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents. I'm important to my community. Come on. I'm important to my job. It's important that I go to work every day and my I make my presence felt in that place because we are Christians. We carry with us the power and the liberation of the spirit of the living God. Somebody say amen. We are epistles read of all men. Our decisions matter. When Adam sinned and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, all became sinners. The power of one sin. Somebody say the power of one. Enslaved the whole creation to the power of death. It got quiet. One sin. Somebody say one sin. That's a powerful sin. The disobedience of one man brought upon the whole creation a nature of disobedience. The condemnation of one man brought upon the whole creation the condemnation of his one sin that's powerful in Romans he says wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world 
and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. I'm not preaching to just a couple of people this morning. I'm preaching to the whole world. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Somebody say amen. For until the law, sin was not in the world. That's what the Bible says. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Death reigned from Adam to Moses. Adam being the first sin and Moses representing the giving of the law. Somebody say amen. Romans 5, 16 through 21, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered. Come on. How many know the law came? That the offense might abound. The law came, God put the law in effect to, to, take, to, to, to take the attention and put it on the sin so that men would realize the impact of sin. Amen. The law was put in effect to give us the knowledge of sin. Somebody say amen. But where sin abounded, the Bible says, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through the righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. The, 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 the law that he put in place, how many know that, that sin reigned unto death? Amen. How many know that the, the, the force of sin or the impact of sin is still felt in the world? You would think that having Jesus and all that he had done would, would, would have freed a majority of the human race from the thing that batters us and beats us down and destroys us. Amen. But some people learn hard. Amen. Sin reigns unto death. That means that you can't get out from under it without redemption. Come on. That means that you'll never beat it. You'll never outgrow it. You'll never educate it out of people. You'll never, you'll never psych, uh, psych, psych it out of people. You'll never let's lay them on a couch and talk to them long enough to where they can figure out how to live right or how to be right. You can't do it within yourself. There's only one way to get the redemption of your soul and that's through the cross. Somebody say amen. The law couldn't make us righteous. Come on, or right with God. Somebody say, the law can't do it. Romans 3.20, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Amen, it's through the law that we understand what's right and wrong. It's through the law that we understand that we're sinful, that we're sinners, 
Come on, how many know he said that, that, that if, you're, if you're gonna live under the law and you're gonna keep the law, that if you're guilty of one point of the law, you're guilty of the whole law. Amen, if you wanna live according to the Old Testament and the Old Testament law, you're gonna have to keep it all. But how many know that the priests couldn't keep it? Amen, they had to have the blood of bulls and goats and, and, and the lamb one time a year, that sinless, spotless lamb to cover their sins and push them on to the next year, amen. But how many know that even though the priests could not make anybody righteous? Somebody say amen. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. What's that mean? I know I'm reading a lot of scripture but I'm gonna get there. I wanna show it to you in the Bible. Does anybody believe the Bible? Amen. Sin's going to do what it does. Somebody say amen. And the Spirit of God is going to do what it does. But the question is, where do you stand? Jesus did not come to do away with the law but to fulfill the law. Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of the law. Amen. To fulfill all of the requirements that the law demanded so that mankind could be liberated from their sin. The curse of the law was death. Somebody say the curse of the law was death. It rested upon all that have ever sinned and broke a commandment of God. Jesus stepped in our place and took our cross so the penalty of our sin would be satisfied. Mankind without Jesus are wretched creatures, come on, carrying mistakes and wounds and addictions and secrets beaten down by a force that they themselves cannot overcome. You can't educate someone out of bondage. They must be redeemed. Somebody say they must be redeemed. Come on, there is no way around it. There is no redemption without the cross and there is no cross without Jesus. No man cometh to the Father except by him. Come on, he is the way, the truth, and the life. It's only through the preaching of the cross that we understand the love of almighty God. It's only because of the cross that we have an opportunity and a chance to be saved. Somebody say amen. If you're ever going to have a desire to go to God, it's going to be because of the preaching of the cross. Let me say amen. We can't neglect it, church. We got to talk about it. We got to preach about it. We got to exalt it. Paul said, I don't boast in anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I don't deserve to boast in anything except the work that's been done on my behalf. Come on, none of us can stand and proclaim our power or our ability or our righteousness, but every one of us can stand and proclaim his power, his ability, and his righteousness, and he is worthy of that honor. Somebody say amen. It's because of redemption that we are, we have what we have. Amen. It's because of the work of the cross that we're able to experience 
what we have. And we know that liberty is governed by law. We have liberty because Jesus fulfilled the law. Amen. Everything that the law demanded, he fulfilled it. The punishment that it required, it demanded death. And he provided it. Come on. It demanded blood. And he provided it. Come on. It demanded that a sinless, spotless lamb Come on, it's the only thing that could take away the sins of the whole world and he provided it, come on. He provided it, he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the requirements of the law. Your liberty is governed by the price that he paid. How many know that the price that he paid was his love, come on. How many know his love fulfilled the law? Come on, his love paid the price. There is a law of liberty and the law of liberty is love. Love satisfied the law. Love came in the form of a man. Love was made in the form of a servant. Love became obedient unto death. Love that died on the cross. Love, God's love is greater than every sin in the whole world. God's love bridged the gap between where we were at and where he was at. It's God's love that bridged the gap, that took him to the cross and that ultimately paid the price for our sin. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord and thank God for his love. God's love. Elbow your neighbor say, his love is great. Amen. His love is great. Matthew 22, 34 through 40. I want you to put it up here. I know it's a little different this morning. I'm, I'm reading scripture. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, he would have been a, 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 a lawyer of the law. Moses is the law. An expert of the law of Moses. Asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Did I give you the scripture? Can't bring it up. Matthew 22, 34 through 40. Thou shalt love, he said, on these, somebody say, on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. The law is fulfilled by love. Come on. The law 
is fulfilled. The, the law of liberty that Paul wrote about is the law of love. Amen. The law of agape love. I'm not talking about human love. I'm not talking about just affection and having affection for somebody. And I love you and, and you love me, you know, and, and have an affection for somebody and them being your friend and, and you being close to them. I'm talking about agape love, God's love. I'm talking about the kind of love that is sacrificial, the kind of love that lays down its desires, its wants, and its needs to do what's best for other people and what's best for everybody that surrounds you. Come on, because liberty is not based on what you want. Liberty is based on what's best for everybody. Come on, and the law of love dictates that we love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our minds, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength, and we take that love that we love God with, and we love everybody else around us with that same kind of love, and in this kind of love, are you justified by the love of God? I come to tell you, he said, no greater love has any man than a man would lay down his life for his friends. Anybody that would sacrifice their life for somebody else is operating in the love of God. The law of love is the law of liberty. Amen. The Bible says in the book of James, for whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. What's he talking about? The law of freedom. The law of true liberty. Amen. The, the, the ability to love God with all of your heart. Come on, with everything that's on the inside of you, with every faculty that you have, with every ounce of strength that you have, with every dream that you have, with, with every desire that you have, you want to love God with it. Come on, and you want to take that same love and you want to pass it on to everybody around you. That is the perfect law of liberty. That is the perfect law of God. So when Jesus went to the cross, he was exercising his law of liberty over every sin. It was the law of love. It was the law that took him to the cross. It was the law of love that had him lay down on that, that, that old rugged cross. And they drove nine inch nails through his hands. It was the law of liberty that caused him to hang on that cross for hours until he bled to death. I come to tell you, he didn't do that for himself. He did that for you. And he did that for me. And with his law of love, he set everyone one of us free from the bondage that he had, that where we were held by every sin that we'd ever committed, every wound that we ever had, every addiction that could ever fall upon us was satisfied by the law of love. I don't know about anybody else in this building, but I want God's love. I want it on my life. I want it over my mind. I want it on my family. I want it covering everything that I do. It's all about love. Love God and love people. The cross. Luke, come here, buddy. I need you. You're good. You don't have to come down. Unless it makes you more comfortable. It makes us feel better. something the cross 
It has a vertical stem. And it has a horizontal stem. The vertical stem represents Jesus' relationship with the Father and the plan of God. The vertical stem. The horizontal stem represents what he did for us. Because it's vertical and it's horizontal. It's not just about me and me finding God's will for my life and me finding God, the plan for my life and chasing my dreams and getting what I want, getting my bank account full and getting fulfilling my desires. Come on, they got it messed up. They got it messed up. They think it's all about them, but it's not all about them. Come on, it's about everybody around them because what good is it to have God if you can't help anybody? Come on, what is it to have God if you don't have the love of God and you don't have the purpose of God? Because this is the connection with God, but this is your connection with everybody around you. You're not going to be able to love God by yourself on an island. You're not going to be able to serve God and the will of God by yourself on an island. You're going to have to get that relationship and then start giving it to other people because Jesus' life was not just about him. It was about him, then us. Come on, I got to get it right and then I got to give it to everybody else. That is the love of God. Thanks, bud. Amen, that's the love of God. It's about me getting my relationship, loving God with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul, all of my strength, and then I'm loving everybody else around me. He said, in this holds all the, hang all the law and the prophets. All the law and the prophets were fulfilled with the love of God. Come on, he did it first. He went first. He, before we even knew him, he died for us. Before we even heard about him, he died for us. How many know that he declared the ending from the beginning. When Adam sinned in the garden, it was already, the Bible says, before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain before, somebody say before, the foundation of the world. It was already done. That's powerful. Somebody say, that's powerful. Jesus lands on the land of the Gadarenes and this guy comes running out to him naked I don't know about you I get off a boat and some dude comes running at me naked. I'm going to have both hands up. Probably not going to be to pray for him. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Falls down before him. The devils that were controlling his life immediately recognized who Jesus was. devils know the Bible says you believe in one God you doeth well the devils also believe and tremble they knew who he was 
He comes and falls down before him. This guy was a guy that could not be restrained. Okay, some people would call him a wild man, a maniac. He was, they call him the maniac of Gadara. Okay, so, so he's, a, he's a maniac. Does anybody know what that means? Can't be controlled. Elbow your neighbor and say, are you a maniac? My mom called us maniacs at some point in our life. She said, y'all would destroy a brass monkey. Anybody ever have any boys? Yeah. I'm, I got four girls, and when, when, I, when we first started having kids, I wanted boys so bad, but one's enough. Especially one out of my genealogy. I wouldn't be able to afford to feed another one. <laughs> they say God gives us what we need, man. I'd have to make I'd have to make some money. He couldn't be controlled. So I, I picture they, the Bible says that they chained him with chains and fetters. You know, they, they locked him in the chains. They, they chained him with fetters. That means they, they, the fetters are, are, are hardened by fire so that they, they can't be broken, but he, can, he broke them anyways. Okay? So I picture this guy coming. He's naked. Picture with me. No, no don't picture that. I'm preaching. Lord, help us not to picture that. I'm sorry. He's, he's kneeling down and he's got fetters, the, the shackles still on his arms and the chains dragging along. And he's on his feet. You know, he'd been chained and, and he'd broken the chains. He'd broken out of, of what they attempted to put on him to control him. They could not put anything on him that he could not break. He broke it anyways. Come on. They, they tried to restrain him, but they could not restrain him. They, they tried to control him, but they could not control him. Come on, somebody. They tried to help him, but they could not help him. Uh, in fact, I believe it says in the other accounts that he would cut himself. Come on. He would hurt himself. He would hurt other people, and he would hurt himself. And so they bound him to try to keep him from hurting others and try to keep him from hurting himself. Because when somebody can't be controlled they will hurt other people and they will hurt themselves this is the law of sin every one of us without Jesus are carrying a force that will hurt everybody around us and that will hurt ourselves every one of us amen he, he, he would not be restrained come on uh, we, we, we want people
people want that kind of freedom. They call that freedom, that they can do what they want to do and go where they want to go. Come on, they, they, can, they can fulfill what they want to fulfill. Just do it, right? That's, that's the saying. Do it now. Right? Do it now and think about the consequences later. Come on, do it now. If it feels good, do it. That, that's, the, that, that's the mindset in the day and time that we're living in. And they call that freedom. But I come to preach to you this morning that that is not freedom, that is bondage. Amen. And they, they tried to put the restraints upon his natural body. Hear me. They tried to put the restraints on his natural body to control his natural body. But I come to tell you, prison won't do it. Come on, chains won't do it. I don't care how strong the chains are or how hot the fire is. It cannot hold what sin's gonna do in your life. Because when you allow the devil in, he's gonna steal, he's gonna kill, and he's going to destroy. They would not, he was naked and he called that freedom. He was, he was chained and he called that freedom. He was running in the tombs, living by himself without anybody that loved him, hurting everybody around him, hurting himself and he called that freedom. But he didn't really understand freedom until he met the love of God. When Jesus stepped out of that boat onto the land, those devils ran to Jesus because they understood the plan. Jesus, we're all maniacs. There's without the law of God, we're all maniacs. Without any knowledge of law, think about what you would be if you've never been taught the Bible. Think about it. Think about what we what I would be if I, I never went to Sunday school. I went to Sunday school my whole life and I was still wild. Come on, it took some losing for me to understand the consequence of my sin. Come on, it took some failing for me to understand the wounds and the, the pain and the suffering that would come if I was disobedient to the law of God that I had been taught my whole life. Come on, I had to end up like that guy before I ran to Jesus. But I come to tell you, if you want out, there is a way, there is a way, there is a way that Jesus made. so much stuff in his life that he was possessed by it. It matters what you allow into your life. It, it, it matters what you open yourself up to. It does. It matters what you allow into your mind, kids, young children. It matters. It does. It matters what we entertain. It does. It matters. You're opening yourself up to things that you don't have the power over. And you might want to stop it, but it's not going to stop. You might want to control it, but you won't. You can go too far to where you don't have the power to control it anymore. Instead of controlling it, it will control you. There are two forces that are trying to get control of you. There is a force of darkness that would have you fulfill every lust that you ever dreamed up and every desire, but it's going to take you further than you ever wanted to go, and it's going to cost you to pay stuff that you never wanted to pay. But then there is a law of life and liberty and love that Jesus went to the cross for. You don't have to live like that anymore. 
I choose to lay my life down on the altar and say, God, take it and do with me what you please. I give you my mind. I give you my heart. I give you my emotions. I give you my strength, Lord. And I'll give everything that I have to the other people around me. Lord, take me and use me. This guy that thought he was living in freedom When you're a kid, you think, I can't wait to get out of this house so I, don't, so I can do what I want. <laughs> Remember those days? Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait. I just, I can't wait till I don't have somebody tell me what to do. I can't wait. I can't wait either. You can pay for it too. understand that the liberty that we enjoy I never understood the freedom and the liberty that I had living under your your, your roof never understood it kicked against it fought against it pulled against it broke every chain I could break broke every rule I could break walked out from underneath of it and the whole time it was there for my protection They had paid the price to, to shelter me, to clothe me, and to protect me from the dangers and the deception that this world carries with it. But I come to preach to a generation today. You need the chains of the word of God on your life. You need the law of God over your life. You need it. It's protected by the law of love. of the law. Come on, I need the restraints. My body needs to be restrained. It wants to do things that it shouldn't do. It wants to go places that it shouldn't go. It wants to look at things it shouldn't look at. It wants to entertain things it shouldn't entertain. Come on, it wants to do things that it cannot do. I cannot allow it to do or it'll bring destruction to my life. You think preachers don't deal with temptation. You think that that, that the people of God are not human. Come on, we're, we're human just like everybody else. But I've made up my mind. I'm going to let the law of love dominate and rule me. I'm going to let the law of God decide. Lift your hands to the Lord this morning and just feel after him. Come on, thank him for his law. You'll never look at it the same. I'm thankful for your law, Lord. I'm thankful for the chains of your law, the restraining of your law. Come on, the, the, the covering of your law, the shelter of your word, Lord, I'm thankful. Thankful for your protection. The very protection that you're fighting against is the thing that God sent for you to be protected by this guy never thought he'd end up there you can go too far I plead with you this morning God restore sensitivity God to our spirits 
Restore sensitivity, Lord, to your word. In Jesus' name. But here he is. His life was pretty much taken from him. Wasn't it? Didn't have much of a life to talk about. It's pretty much taken from him. Here he is with nothing. He's naked. He's bruised. He's dirty. He don't have any place to live. Wasted all of it. He don't have anything to go back to. Come on. Jesus showed up. I believe he showed up for that purpose. Because when the whole community gave up on him, when all the churches gave up on him, when all of his family and his friends gave up on him, the Lord, he never gave up on him. He said, one word, go. Talking to the devils. Because he had the power, all power, some say all power, in heaven, and in the earth he said go and in a moment that which controlled his life was gone this guy all of a sudden says when the city heard that what had happened to the swine you ever wonder why the swine what did the pigs do to deserve it they were considered to be unclean to the Jewish You know, devils only destroy the unclean. They don't have access to, to the clean. Whose responsibility is it? Who, whose responsibility is it? He said, he's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Come on. And he told them, make yourselves ready. Amen. It's our responsibility to cleanse. He said, cleanse yourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Come on. We need to do some inventory around the anchor church. You know what? People that go to other churches, let them do what they want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to be separated unto God. We're going to live holy lives separated from sin. the way. That's the, that's the only way to be. If you want to stay clean, you got to be clean. Somebody say amen. They came back. They came to check on see what was going on. I'm getting out of control here with the time. I get wrapped up. I can't, I can't help it. 
Sorry. They saw him. There he was. The guy that nobody had any control over. He broke every rule in the book. And his life proved it. He had the rap sheet to prove it. Come on, somebody. Can anybody say amen? Broke every law in the book, broke every rule, broke every chain, every restraint that there was possible, ended up in a place he didn't want to end up at. But when he met Jesus, he said, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry and he will answer by and by. So when you hear a little prayer will turn it, you got to know that a fire is burning. Just have a little talk with Jesus. It's going to make it all right. One talk with Jesus one, one, one encounter with the Lord changed his life forever. Stand to your feet all around the building. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Come on, let us tell him all about our troubles. They came back. Here's this guy. Clothed. sons of God and he's talking about this mortal putting on immortality he said we groan within ourselves not that we would be unclothed but that we would be clothed come on somebody because the life of God will clothe you come on it will cover you the spirit and the life of God will cover your flesh. Come on. It will cover you. It will present you without spot and without wrinkle or without any such thing. Come on. It will present you before God. Clean. Clothed. Somebody say clothed. see somebody that's well dressed and well clothed and you're like I wonder if they're a Christian anybody ever think that and then you see somebody that's half naked and you're like Lord sin, they realized all of a sudden they were naked. And when they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the day, they clothed themselves. You see the correlation? They were naked before they sinned, but they didn't realize they were. Because they were cloaked with the love of God and the life of God. But when they sinned, everything, they lost it all on the inside and everything became about the outside. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm naked. 
it's coming. Let me get a fig leaf. somebody I embarrass myself I think I would learn because if you're living in sin it's all about the outside and it's because of the outside that everything is broken If you get it fixed on the inside, all of a sudden, it starts showing on the outside. Because freedom doesn't come from the outside in, it comes from the from the inside out. He just wants your heart. He just wants your heart and he'll take care of everything else. Do you want to know how to be liberated this morning? It's the law of love. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And it will liberate you from every addiction, from every ounce of bondage, from every sin of your past, from every wound that you've ever been wounded with, whether it's been by yourself or by somebody else, he will heal you. He, totally, he will make you totally free for because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Come on, you gotta get it on the inside. Lift your hands to the Lord this morning and say, God, I want the law of love. Come on, come on, why don't we all gather around the front this morning and just feel after God. Lord, I wanna love you with everything that I am, God. I wanna love you with all of my heart. I give it to you this morning. I wanna love the people around me, God, with a God kind of love. I wanna walk in your will. I wanna walk in harmony with heaven, in harmony with your word, under the protection of the law of God and the love of God. God in my life. I want it all. Come on. I want it all. I'm not casting it off. I'm praying for it. I want to be clothed upon. Clothe me, Lord, with your love. Clothe me, God, with your word. Clothe me, Lord, with that which is eternal. Come on, reach for the Lord right now. Come on, let your voice cry out. some folks today. Yes, thank you for responding to the altar call. Come on, now just worship him. Lift your heart. God, I give it all to you, Lord. That part I've been holding back, I give it all to you, God. I give you my mind. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. 
Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.